Hello, you're listening to Overwhelm is Optional. Hello and welcome to a special Friday edition of Overwhelm is Optional, where I want to help you let go of your working week and yeah, really stop work leaking into your weekend so you can have a life at the weekend. Obviously, if you don't, if you're, if you don't finish on a Friday, you can just like switch this round to whenever you want to take your break. But um, a lot of people finish on a Friday, so I'm going to release this today. So work often leaks into the weekend because we don't have a lot of rituals for noticing that and getting rid of that and stopping that. And also because actually it's become completely unacceptable to not let that happen. So this is partly obviously to do with technology and the fact that you can be accessed at any time. It's just the it's just how it is at the moment, isn't it? But I think it's really time to rebel and take back your attention from work and fully focus it on everything else. Because even if you love your work, there's a ton of other really exciting things to do and placing your attention on that is really good. And if you're a leader or you're in a position where there's people who are, you know, they don't get to choose their hours because actually you're controlling, you're controlling how much work they have to do and when they can leave. I think it's really fundamental that you're aware of the the model that you're setting. So to me, an ideal boss would be somebody who's really, really good at saying that's enough. You, you know, you've, we can't ever finish everything. We've done a good job. You need a break and modeling that themselves. So, so often I see people in positions of responsibility who are modeling complete and utter lack of self-care. They wander around in a state of overwhelm and they push that onto everyone else. And it's, it's just not good enough because it's seriously affecting mental health, everything, life, playfulness, fun. It's crazy. What are we doing to ourselves? Work is not that important. Work is important and can be really important in terms of meaningfulness and satisfaction. And yes, we need to earn money because money means we can take care of ourselves and our families and have choices. But it's not everything, is it? And there's too much leaking of work into home. So I'm going to do this in two parts. So I teach body mindfulness. So I teach a really nice um, relaxation where you can just let go of your week. But I'm going to do that separately. So you can just go home, find some space to lie down. Obviously, that's not easy for everyone. So you could do it before you go to sleep. But it's quite nice to have a kind of, I come in, I'm just going to lie down for a second, just for a few minutes and just let go of the week and reset your nervous system. So you have it's like a reboot. So I'm going to do that and record it separately. So you can just click on that without having to go through this bit. So this episode is really thinking about how much your working life is getting leaking and getting stuck into your head over your weekend and evenings. And it's just taking over so that even when you go on holiday, it's like you take your work with you. So just going to start to become aware of that. So I'm going to ask you some questions and you might want to journal this out later because journaling, journaling is amazing. It really does help you get 
get so much more out of a good question and it can be really transformative. So I, I use it a lot. So let's just think about this. How often when you come home on a Friday, do you come straight through the door, completely forget about work and just dive straight into other than work, whatever that is for you? How easy is it for you to transition between a working week and being at home and being fully present at home, being fully present with your partner or your friends or your family or your dog or your cat or your chickens, whatever, you know, whatever's important to you. Because the things that are really important to us are often the things that we miss the most, aren't they? So, so often we work really, really hard in order to have this life, this, um, this dream house, this partner, these animals, these children, this life. And then we miss it because we're really still at work. So just for a moment, just I'm, I'm inviting you to really think about that. How often do you transition really, really well from work to home? Now, there is, there is a tradition, isn't there, um, of going out for a drink after work on a Friday or playing football after work on a Friday, that kind of thing. And they're little bridges, aren't they, between work and home? But I'm still going to ask you the question again, even if you have that, do you, you, you still got that getting home and are you present or are you hungover or resentful or just like you just need some space? So there are things we can do about this. So if you have a commute, you can use the commute as a way to let go. So it's almost like you're imagining as you're driving and you're getting physically further away from work, you are going through this tunnel where all of work <clears throat> is just taken away. It's like it just gets anything that you accidentally bought with you out of work is getting like in a wind tunnel. It's getting physically blown off you and mentally. So it's like the wind is going through your mind and going, get rid of all of that stuff. Because you know what? It'll still be there on Monday. And before you do that, actually, there's a really good thing to do. So you can just do that whole brain dump on a Friday of, this is all the stuff I didn't finish this week. Because there's always going to be stuff you don't finish. We are a bit crazy, aren't we? This whole, you know, setting up of, of absolutely impossible task lists, which we are doomed to fail and feel terrible about. So... Yeah, just dump out all the stuff you once again didn't manage to do and then maybe cross some of it off because you know you're not really ever going to do it even if you really want to. Or if you do really want to and it is important, maybe that's the first thing you do on Monday morning before checking your emails. How often do we allow other people's needs to hijack what we really wanted to do first thing this morning? So productivity and, and focusing on what's important to you is a whole nother podcast about yeah, getting out of our heads and really honing in on the stuff that makes our heart sing and is deeply satisfying to get done. But for this one, I just want to stay focused with to leave your place at work. Is there some stuff you can physically empty from your mind onto paper and leave somewhere safe, knowing that you can just pick it up? So that, so that allows you to forget about it because it's safe. And if you can't leave it at work, this is a problem, isn't it? Because sometimes 
we bring work home, phys the physical work, like a briefcase or notes on our phone or we're checking emails, etc. So if you can't leave in a safe place your next stuff that's important to do, the stuff you need to remember, the stuff that wakes you up at night, if you can't physically leave it at work, can you physically put it somewhere where it's kind of like sealed away for the weekend? So even if you're physically bringing that list with you, it's shut down for the weekend. Because looking at it is not helpful. Not if you want the weekend off. If you don't want the weekend off, I can't help you. Um, because this is about focusing fully on work when you're at work and time off when you're on time off. The, the question of whether you should be working weekends or whether you have to work weekends and all of that, that's, that's a, that again is another podcast. So I really want to focus on rituals for taking your attention fully with you where you want to be and not letting work bleed into home life. So dump the, the stuff that you would wake up in the night and worry that you hadn't got get done. Dump that on a bit of paper. Let it go. Because it's the end of your working week. And constantly extending your working week, how's that working out for you? Are you getting just more tired and more overwhelmed and really, really frustrated and fed up? So put up, draw a line in it, put a boundary up. You can't finish everything. Somebody will always be disappointed with you because you can't please everyone. It's just not possible. And your number one priority has to be yourself and looking after yourself. What do you need right now? So letting go of some of the need for approval from other people, knowing that you've done a good job, that's all you can do right now because you're going to take your weekend, you're going to rebel and take your attention fully into your home life because it's important, because you matter and continually giving more and more to work which is tempting because we're all overloaded in general, the expectations of people within work is a little bit bonkers, and also the environments in a lot of place, a lot of offices, open offices for example, make it impossible to focus. It's too noisy. It's too many interruptions, so work doesn't get done. So it's this endless, never quite finishing stuff, and and the never quite finishing stuff, that nagging feeling that you're not quite doing enough that somebody could come along at any moment and say, why haven't you done this? Or this wasn't very good. You know, that, that nagging thing that's there all the time about not quite doing a good enough job, about being caught out or, you know, that. and I think it's worse for people who are really conscientious, which is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and people who are really conscientious watch the people who are less conscientious get away with stuff and wish they could do it, but don't know how because... The people who are really conscientious and want to do a really, really good job and like to do things really well are the people who worry the most, the people who wake up in the middle of the night at the weekend going, oh my God, I didn't do that right. So yeah, there's the, the letting go of the need for perfection, I guess. Although it's not, often it's not even perfection, is it? Sometimes we just want to get our job done, but our job isn't possible to do in the time allocated under those conditions. So we're doomed to fail. So maybe... Having a look at that, looking at your working environment, is it set up to make it possible for you to do the job really well? Or are you constantly interrupted? So it's not possible. 
So it's not surprising it makes you feel overwhelmed and exhausted and it's really frustrating because it's not that you don't want to do it well, it's that it's really, really difficult under those circumstances because somebody keeps changing their mind or keeps moving deadlines or, you know, they've surprised deadlines, Ta-da! which completely throw your entire day. You know, you had this plan to finish some some satisfying stuff up at last on a Friday and then somebody comes along and goes, Ta-da! can you just do this? Actually... The correct answer would be, no, not if you want me to do this. But it's very, very hard, isn't it? So that that leads us into the next thing of these boundaries of no and yes. Do you need to put up better boundaries without, without not in like an aggressive way, just a gentle way? Do you need to say yes to yourself more and no to other people's demands? Do you need to explore ways of reframing your answers to their requests so rather than going god why do they keep asking me to do more things do you need to maybe speak up gently finding your feet finding your inner confidence to be able to say no I can't do that I'm sorry there just isn't the time and I'm not prepared to put myself under any more pressure because it's not working for me I like working here but this doesn't work for me This would be really helpful. If you want me to do this, you need to give me the time or the space or the quiet or, I don't know, sometimes we don't even have basic resources at work to do stuff, do we? But is there a way you can gently and politely say yes to yourself and just move things slightly, push back slightly? Because sometimes pushing back slightly, really politely, has actually a huge impact I often think that people think we're coping much better than we are because we're, we're really good, some of us, at hiding how, hiding that silent scream inside, hiding that resentment of being asked to do yet more, um, hiding the exhaustion, pretending everything's okay because we want to be liked, we want to be seen to be doing a good job and so we hide all of the issues with our job. And sometimes that's because we've tried before and it doesn't work and it actually has made things worse and we've learned to shut up and put up. But just for a moment, I'm inviting you to consider the possibility that that you might be able to just do something small. Speak up slightly and say, I can't do that, I'm sorry. It's not possible for me to do that today. But I could do it then or in this way. So I'm just inviting that idea. And also, this whole thing about working weekends has got crazy. So working weekends, it's like, it's just expected a lot of the time now. And I do think we need to push back because needing a break isn't a weakness. Needing a break is not a weakness. It's not a sign of strength to just keep going, keep going, keep going, pushing, pushing, pushing. And if you're in a position of of responsibility you're employing people and you insist on overworking you're you're giving out a really bad signal it's really unhelpful for us mere mortals to be able to live it's not good for anybody there isn't some magic pot of ease at the end of the to-do list it doesn't exist so stop doing so much stuff Work out what's the important stuff and just do that and take weekends off properly and live, have fun, 
crazy. What are we all doing? So needing break is not a weakness. And actually, I would argue that recognising this is a strength, recognising the limitations. As we get older, I think we get better at this. So I'm 52 and I completely exhausted myself, made myself quite ill, burning myself out more than once in my life. But my most recent time was two years ago. And I'm just not prepared to go there again. It's just not worth it. It is just not worth it. It's It just takes too long. And I guess for me, it's like this time I learnt it big time. And I listen to my body now. And if I don't want to feel that tired. I've got stuff I want to do. So I'm not prepared to sacrifice my health, my energy, my vitality in order to get some stuff done. And I love getting stuff done. You know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I work for myself. There's a lot of stuff. It's all down to me. You know, the idea that, oh, it's easy for you. You work for yourself is hilarious to anybody who works for themselves. Because we are, we tend to start off being our, our the worst possible boss we could be for ourselves and overworking ourselves. And it's very tempting when you work for yourself to work all of the time. Once again, as if at the end of the to-do list, there's this pot of ease. But it's an imaginary pot of ease. You need to feel that ease now. So recognising the limitations, recognising that if you put all of your energy and health into work in order to, you know, pay the bills, blah, 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 get to the weekend and collapse. I don't know. That's not a temporary thing. It always feels temporary. It always feels like if I just do this, if I just get this done, if I... And it always, in the end, it's, and it starts when you're a child, doesn't it? If I, you know, do this at school and then if I get this in my GCSEs and then the GCSEs are done and it's the sixth form stuff and then it's uni or college or an apprenticeship, there's always something which is in the way of the living. Just get this done. Just find somebody. Just pay off my mortgage just get that promotion, just keep working till the weekend, just keep working till the holiday, just do this until my kids are out of this expensive, difficult stage, just do this until the kids leave uni, just do this, just do this, just do this, and then I'll do this when I retire. And it, you know, my father did that a lot when he he had all these plans about retiring and then he died just he didn't even get to retire he didn't even make it to 60 so I'm just not interested in all this sacrifice and just just get stuff done weekends matter very much weekends are sacred you need space you need space to rest heal reset you also need a chance to have fun and be alive. And if work doesn't feel like that, which I think for a lot of people it doesn't, does it? I don't know many people who go, woohoo, I'm off to work because when I'm at work, I feel that I'm doing something meaningful and satisfying and I feel really appreciated and I absolutely love it. Some people do, but even then, there's still a ton of other really exciting stuff to do. And, and, and there are people who'd like to see you and have a conversation with you. And, you know, just being aware that work is highly addictive for a lot of us so yeah it's time it's time to embrace the weekend as fundamental to life to living to having fun 
wanting more than work is a good thing. So rebel, take back your attention from work and focus fully on your weekend. So let's just think about how we can connect this to body mindfulness. I would say that stuff gets stuck in your body. So for example, if you just put your awareness for the moment on your throat, you might sense, so the neck gets tense, doesn't it? It tends to, and often we grit our teeth. So just noticing, and just notice any sensations in the shoulders, maybe allowing the shoulders to come away from the ears if they want to. And if they don't, don't force them. You're just gonna notice and allow. And then notice whether there's space between the teeth or not. And a really helpful thing can be to just rest um, the tongue lightly on the roof of the mouth. And then you can just notice any sensations in this area. And then take your awareness to your throat where you speak from, maybe put your hand there, and just notice any physical sensations there. Just get curious. Because sometimes there's a lot of stuff that goes unsaid. There's just not time or it's too difficult. You know, most of us like to avoid confrontation and difficult conversations. So a lot of stuff goes unsaid. And I think sometimes you can just feel the sensations in your throat. Just feel, just notice, just notice that. Now, if you notice tightness here, anything there, and then it gets, then your mind's activated into, yes, I should have stuck up for myself, or I should have said this, or I feel bad because I didn't say, let that go because that's your mind taking over. And your mind will always give you a ton of stuff to do. It's good at that. And then just go back to the sensations in the throat, the chest. Allow your shoulders to come away from your ears. And just notice how you feel. Just notice, just acknowledge that. So I'm only asking you to acknowledge physical sensations in your throat. If you want to do something else with that, so it's quite nice, isn't it, to go to the top of a head and stop at, sorry, to the top of a hill and scream. That's a really nice thing to do. I had a friend who, when her teenage daughter was having a rough day, they both go outside and smash old crockery, which I thought was great. But, you know, there's not always that much opportunity for a bit of good old screaming or smashing of crockery. It's not always appropriate. But actually acknowledging that there feels like there's stuff that went unsaid and that that's kind of gets stuck in the body. Just acknowledging that can be very powerful. So I'm inviting you to acknowledge any sensations in the speaking area. And then just starting to allow your attention to go to your chest, to your heart space. And just notice any sensations here, any heaviness, any lightness. And just, just noticing that Sometimes you can have both heaviness and lightness at once. Just notice any physical sensations in the heart space. Or not. And what I think is interesting is that all of these things can coexist. So we can feel both kind of a heaviness that works being hard work and there's disappointment and we don't feel appreciated. And we can also feel this huge sense of satisfaction, which is like a fullness for me it is, might be different for you. And we can also feel, if we allow ourselves, sometimes we can feel this bubbling excitement and relief, like, thank God, it's Friday. So just, just playing with that and just allowing yourself to notice what's going on in your body is helpful. 
Now often you get quite a lot of um, stress gets locked in the body, words unsaid, times when you've braced yourself against a difficult day and we get stuck in this bracing position and it can often be years actually and then you know you end up with loads of appointment for massages or constantly trying to click your neck and just notice notice the physical sensations of the load that you're carrying the kind of emotional residue whatever you're carrying from work just just be aware of it really curiously and playfully just notice where in your body can you feel work might be a heaviness on the shoulders you might feel like you're slightly stooped over you might feel tension in the jaw or nothing but just i'm just inviting you to get curious about physical sensations of the load you're carrying of your week just notice don't try and change anything just acknowledge that you are body and mind connected and that you can't it's very hard i think to to separate those but we do that all the time don't we we talk about mental health and we talk about physical health and yet they're clearly the same thing it's the same thing so when we're really overwhelmed and our head feels all clogged and we can't think properly and we can't see the wood from the trees and we don't know what to do and it's like pushing through concrete that also is in the body so the head might actually have physical feelings the brain might feel like it hurts and then there might be heaviness in the body or tension tightness in the body or not and sometimes just noticing that just actually paying attention to what the stress from work is doing maybe your gut is churny not digesting very well bubbly tummy sometimes we have this deep sense of dread but instead of labeling it as a deep sense of of dread or a stress i think it's more helpful to be really neutral and to be like this neutral explorer so just going through the body and noticing which parts of the body have physical sensations which appear to be related to work because if you notice them then as you leave work you can kind of imagine those physical sensations just leaving staying staying at work and then however you travel between work and home like we talked at the beginning about if you're commuting you can imagine you're in this wind tunnel and all of the stress all of the physical sensations the load you're carrying it's just like wind is washing through your mind and all the stuff you didn't get done all the worries about work is just blown behind you and you can do that physically as well it's like all the cells in your body are releasing all of the stuff to do with work as you drive home or as you walk home or as you're on a train or bus or whatever so that by the time you get to your front door every cell in your body has um kind of shaken out the work stuff and then you can imagine your front door that as you step over that threshold you literally leave the weight of work outside your front door now you don't need to worry about the stuff you're putting down because first of all you've already made your list of stuff to remember to do so you're not going to forget that's safe you've put that somewhere safe but you've locked it in a pretend box 
and you're not going to think about it or look at it because you know it's safe and then you pick that up again on a Monday morning when it's appropriate. So as you move through the threshold of your front door, you're literally any any residual stuff of work that you're carrying, your workload, um, is left on your doorstep and just do it. Sometimes this feels too difficult because it's like, well, that's not a safe thing to do. I can't leave it on the doorstep. So instead, just see it as a experiment. Just see it's a playful thing. So imagine what it would be like to temporarily release your workload and just see what it feels like. And if you don't like it, you can always pick it back up again because it it can't go anywhere because it's it's your stuff. So it, it just it belongs to you. You you can leave it there and let it go, and it'll just back into the air, and that'll be fine. Or you can pick it up again if you want your work stress back again. You can pick it up again on a Monday morning. It's up to you. I used to do this with um kids at school when you come into the classroom you just leave your stuff that you're worried about outside the door and you can, if you want you can pick it up on the way out I don't know how many of them picked it up on the way out because you tend to forget about it and actually it's okay to put it down you don't have to carry the weight of everything the weight of the world it is not your job to look after everyone you do not have to carry the weight of the world. There are a million things that need solving on this planet. You cannot solve them all. It is not your job to solve them all. It is not your job to hold the weight of the world. And by world, it could just mean your working world. It is not your job to carry all of that stuff. It's just not. It's too hard. It's not much fun. And you've got living to do. So just tune in. Notice the physical sensations of work. Notice any resentment, frustration, relief at it being Friday. Anything you want to celebrate that was really satisfying at work this week. Um, Any good connections at work. You know, the relationships that, that make it great to be at work. Just acknowledge all of it, all of the stuff, because it's always a mixture, isn't it? I always, I always say that the overwhelm and the ease coexist. The overwhelm and the ease coexist. You can always choose the ease. And then allow yourself to fully embrace your weekend, to be fully present in it. Notice how you feel. Notice how tired you are. Notice if you need space. Notice if you need to move. Notice if you're hungry. Notice if you need to connect. Notice if you need to play. Notice if there's some stuff you'd really like to get done that's nothing to do with work that would make your life easier. And allow yourself all of that. But don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's the weekend. What would make you happy? What would make you happy? How do you want to feel Monday morning or Sunday night? How do you want to feel Sunday night? And just focus on that. What would make you happy this weekend? What would you like to do? Not what needs to be done. Not what has to be done. Not what other people want. 
What would make you happy this weekend? And even if you can't make that happen, just notice it. And then, or first, what does your body need? And acknowledge the tiredness. And then maybe you'll want to do what I'm about to record for you, which is the lying down, resetting the nervous system, letting go of your weekend, little reboot, whatever you decide. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I'm wishing you a really, really unexpectedly lovely weekend. And if you could subscribe or share this, I'd really appreciate it so that more people can find it. Thank you. Happy weekend.